coming up, the secret life of grandparents. everybody to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week I speak with a well-known Torah scholar who shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, I'm at the home of my guest, Rabbi Beryl Wine, where we will discuss grandparents. Rabbi Wine is a well-known author and historian who lectures extensively around the world. Rabbi Wine also established the Destiny Foundation, from which audiences and students everywhere, can access his books and audio presentations, as well as drama and documentary film projects by visiting the website jewishdestiny.com. To learn about Rabbi Wine's upcoming tours and speaking engagements, to read his popular weekly blog posts, or to invite Rabbi Wine to speak to your community, visit rabbiwine.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-W-E-I-N. Com. Welcome back to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi Beryl Wine. Thank you, Heather. Rabbi Wine, what did you feel the first time you were told you were going to be a grandfather? I felt old. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I had, uh, in a wild moment, promised my wife when we married that by the time she was 40, she'd be a grandmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed it by only a month. Oh but uh, it's a great, it's a... It, it gives you a feeling of eternity. All, all of a sudden, you you have a piece of immortality in mm-hmm. you, right? Somebody's mm-hmm. going to be there. That's a piece of you mm-hmm. long after you're not there at all. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, that is to me, uh, an enormous blessing. Yeah, so nice. Um, people might have a vision or some sort of expectations of what it'll be like to be grandparents, and then comes the reality. Um, you're used to being the one in charge, but this time it's your child's turn. So how can the new grandparent successfully, graciously avoid interfering or interjecting with unsolicited parenting advice? By uh, not injecting unsolicited parental advice, mm-hmm. you have to stay away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's an old bad joke, but there's a kernel of truth in every joke is that grandparents and grandchildren have a wonderful relationship because they have a common enemy. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, there's a certain truth in that. But see, you have to, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I think that grandchildren look at grandparents as a haven, a mm. uh, place where uh, they can be uh, without uh, judgment, without instructions, without uh, Mm -hmm. somebody uh, being on their back all the time. And uh, it's a warm spot. And if if you can achieve that, then the grandchildren will be eternally grateful, and so will your children, because children, grandchildren need such a place. They need a place that they can be their own self, and that's where a grandparent can fit in very well. Right, very nice. Yeah, and also, I don't want to paint the picture that every piece of advice a grandparent gives to their grown child is unsolicited and that they're they're butting in, because sometimes it is asked for. Sometimes it is sort of like, Mom, well, what Well, certainly because no. the, uh, the parents have experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've yep. have gone through the mill already. Yep. So uh, children should certainly consult their parents. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, you know, it's a fine line between uh, 
being helpful and uh, being not so helpful. Right. Many grandparents live a great distance from their grandchildren. So what do you think is a reasonable way to maintain a meaningful connection with them? That's a very hard question to answer. Uh, in our time, uh, it's... Uh, it has become easier and more difficult at the same time. Mm. It's easier because we do have such uh, technological miracles as FaceTime mm -hmm. that you can really be in communication yeah. almost daily. Yes. On the other hand, there's uh, nothing like uh, a hug and a kiss mm. and uh, a personal uh, presence. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, as long as grandparents are healthy and they can do it, uh, they should uh, visit as often as possible. And I think that that's true on the other side also, that they should try and visit as often as possible. And uh, people remember, I mean, I, I, it's a long time ago. I'm, thank God I'm an old man, but I remember my grandfather Seder in Chicago uh, in the, the late 1930s and that has remained with me all of my life maybe uh, 80 years already as uh, the prototype of what a satyr is mm -hmm. supposed to be mm -hmm. and I think that that's what grandparents can do also my grandparents gave me a connection to Eastern Europe and to Eastern European Jewry uh, grandparents today can give their grandchildren a connection to uh, the beginnings of the state of Israel, to the Six-Day War, uh, to the growth of Torah, to what yeshivas are, uh, and to the experiences that uh, uh, form their lives. And uh, that, that's of immense uh, benefit. In a recent lecture that you gave, you had said that one of your priorities now, at this point in your life, is being a good role model for your grandchildren. So if you could just elaborate on what is the importance of setting a good example for one's grandchildren and for the grandparent who wants to be a good Jewish role model, how can she, he or she do it? By being a good role model. Okay, <laughs> by, yes. mm -hmm. by being a good person, by, uh, by not uh, behaving badly, by not exhibiting anger and frustration and... Uh, by being the calming influence in the family, by being the uh, uh, the, the uh, person that people turn to for advice. Uh, you know, I, I said that you know when I became a grandfather, I started to behave myself. I uh, I think that that's very important because that's what that's what is remembered, and, uh, and that's really what sets the tone in life. Mm -hmm. So all of us are role models. We may not realize it, and we may not aspire to it, but we are. Right. And uh, therefore, the fact that one has grandchildren uh, raises responsibility, not just uh, the uh, feeling of gratitude and of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. 
for many years, I've heard Jewish community leaders urge grandparents to actually pay in part or in, in, in entirety, if they can, for their grandchildren's Jewish day school education or even a tutor, if that's easier to afford. And the thought behind this is that there's, that a strong Jewish education is key to a future Jewish identity. And in many communities, Jewish day school education is very, very hard to afford financially for parents, which I'm guessing is why they accept this kind of assistance from their child's grandparents. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a very complicated subject. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that legally, halachically, there's no... Uh, there's no obligation on the grandparents. Right. But uh, morally and practically, if one wants to see a Jewish continuity in a family, the grandchildren must have a Jewish education. And so therefore, the, uh, the, that has to be factored in. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, if grandparents have, uh, in general, uh, you know, in Lithuania, they used to say that it's better to take from a warm hand than a cold hand. If parents or grandparents are going to leave money, estates, uh, wealth, they don't have to wait till they're not here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They can do it while they're alive, and they can see the benefits themselves. And uh, so this is part of it, right? If, uh, if the Lord has blessed you that you have the wherewithal to do it, so, uh, so why not? Got it. Thank you so much for speaking with us today about grandparents, Rabbi Beryl Wine. Thank you again, Heather. It's a pleasure always to be here. There are many beautiful articles about grandmothers and grandfathers from all over the world on H.com. Check them out. And thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.